Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're going through looking at the key building blocks to having a solid faith foundation, what we're calling the faith essentials. Now, if you were to go to Walmart or Target and you purchase a desk, let's say, from the store, and it's one that is not already assembled, you're going to buy it in the box, you're going to take it home, you're going to open that box up, and you're going to find a lot of parts. And somewhere within that box, you're going to find a bag or some type of container that's going to have all the fasteners and the assembly instructions. Now, you could look at the picture which I've done uh, many times in the past and somewhat assemble it depending on how uh, the level of difficulty that it is. Uh, But many times you need to follow the directions in order to build it right or or not to have to take it apart halfway through and rebuild it. So we want to follow the directions to build. And where will you start? You typically will start with the number one. That being the first step. And so the building block we're going to talk about this week is the first building block. It is the essential building block. It is that building block that if you do not have, the rest of the building will not stand correctly. And so that building block we're going to talk about is living a surrendered life to Jesus Christ. It's the building block of surrender to Jesus Christ. We're going to look just at a passage here, four verses in Acts chapter number four, eight through 12. The Bible says this, it says, then Then Peter, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And so here Peter is dealing with him and John have healed a man. And because they healed him, the religious leaders are uh, really angry. They're, they're frustrated about the situation. They want to know how they did it or in whose name they did it. And they let them know it's in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he really rid, uh, uh, rid, not ridicules them, but reprimands them. That's the word I'm looking for. He says, whom ye crucified, and then whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. And so as Jesus gives us that beautiful invitation to follow him and to begin building a solid foundation, first we have to understand that it is a call, yes, to surrender, but that begins with a call to salvation. It's interesting here in our passage that Jesus Christ is referred to as really in Scripture the chief cornerstone. Here in our passage, he's referred to as the head of the corner. We would see uh, through other passages in Psalm and Ephesians and in First Peter that he's referred to as the chief cornerstone stone. So when we're talking about building a solid faith foundation in our lives, where do we begin? We begin with that foundation. We've talked about how it is absolutely essential. And as we begin building from that foundation up, there's going to be a corner or there's going to be a starting point. And many times it's referred to as the cornerstone of that building. Uh, it's what they it's where they start and it's where everything else will begin to build on top of it. Now, when the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as being the chief cornerstone. What does it what is it talking about? It's not speaking literal that Jesus Christ is actually a block in a building. 
What does it mean that he's the chief cornerstone? Obviously, the word chief there means he is above all other cornerstones. So there's going to be one cornerstone in this building. And when we talk about the building, you can think about physical buildings, but you're thinking about the building of the church. And we understand we meet in church buildings, but the building is not the church. You and I as believers make up the body or the building uh, that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone, cornerstone of. So when we speak of Jesus Christ, being the cornerstone, we're referring to him as the starting point of the Christian life. He is the starting point to build a Christian life or a solid faith foundation. Everything else will rest upon him. So Jesus Christ is the first and essential block that the entire church is built upon, and it is him, if you think about it, who he unites Jews and Gentiles. He unites Asians and Americans. He unites Indians and Mexicans. He unites uh, young people from old. He unites all different ethnicities, all different uh, people from different countries and so forth, social backgrounds and all these different things. It is Jesus Christ uh, that does that. Uh, So we understand that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, but we understand in our passage here, he is the only way of salvation. The Bible tells us here uh, in verse number 10, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead. So Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross. Why? Why was Jesus crucified on the cross? Was it because he had committed a crime? No, he was there unjustly. He went there to pay the sins for mankind. He went there for you. He went there living a sinless life and said, I'm going to put your name there. I'm going to go there for and put your name. I'm going to go allow myself to be crucified on this cross, this horrible death, this uh, this painful death, this shame-filled uh, death. death. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that for you. Why? To take the punishment that God's justice demands. You see, God can't just sweep sin under the rug. It must be paid for. And that's why Jesus was crucified on the cross. And the most important part, yes, he was crucified, but he was raised three days later. Why is that so important? Well, that revealed that Jesus had paid the debt. You and I don't have to wonder, are my sins really paid for? Why do we know or how do we know? Because Jesus was victorious over death. Death could not hold him. And as he rose the third day, it reveals to you and I that he had paid the debt for our sins and that God was satisfied. This also proved to the world that Jesus had power over death and that he was God in the flesh and thus the only Savior of the world. You see, as the chief cornerstone, it lets us know that Jesus is the only way. There can only be one chief cornerstone. There's not going to be other cornerstones that you can come through. And I know this truth that Jesus is the only way seems narrow to some people, and they would like to think that there'd be other ways to build, other building blocks that we can begin with, but there are not. Scripture is clear that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, and if he's the chief cornerstone, he is the only way of salvation. There's not another cornerstone cornerstone. And so I know people sometimes hope or wishful thinking that there's going to be other ways or maybe all religions will lead to God, but they cannot because they all contradict themselves in key uh, key faith uh, beliefs. And so there's only one way. And how you and I build is vitally important. So where do we begin building? We begin with the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone of Jesus Christ. We begin with salvation. 
You see, Jesus said it himself in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So there's no other way, there's no other person or people, there's no other religions, and there's no uh, no other thing that we must do to receive salvation except believe on Jesus Christ. And so as we build this first building block, it must be that we start by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. And you may be listening to me and say, well, I've already done that. Well, you have already begun. You have your footer in the ground. You have the chief cornerstone there. And we're going to be ready to begin building via this idea of surrender on uh, our next episode. But if Jesus is the only way, you may be asking, well, I've never received him. Or if I die today, I'm not 100% sure that I would go to heaven. What percentage is it? Is it 90? Is it 80? Is it 70? Do you know the Bible tells us that you can know for sure? Some people think that's arrogant or prideful. I talk to people often like it's kind of prideful to say that you can know. But listen to what Scripture says. It says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. He says that you may what? No, not wonder, not hope so, not be 99.9%. God desires that you can know that you have eternal life. You can be 100% sure. How is that? Well, the Bible refers to salvation or eternal life as a gift. For, for the wages of sin is death. The, the payment that you and I owe is death. That's why we die. But we understand Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He was crucified. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that gift of God, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So when you think about a gift, there's nothing you can do to earn it. Somebody can offer you a gift, and you have to do one of two things. Either you accept it or you deny it. You see, there's nothing that you and I could ever do to earn salvation. We couldn't do it enough. Think about the thief on the cross. He was there, crucified between uh, two other. I mean, Jesus was there, crucified with two thieves. One of the thief, one thief on the cross said, hey, remember me. Uh, and Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He couldn't come off the cross and attend church. He couldn't be baptized. He couldn't read his Bible. He couldn't uh, serve in the local homeless shelter. He couldn't do anything. So you have to understand salvation is by faith alone. There's nothing you can do. It's accepting the free gift. And so the only way to accept the free gift is to take it from the one offering it. Regardless, it's a gift. And so if you deny the gift, you say, no, I don't want it right now, uh, you are telling God no, even if you don't take the gift because it's been offered to you. You say, how can I accept the gift? The Bible uses two words, to call and believe. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I have to ask you, is there a time in your life when you have called on Jesus Christ to save you? If there's not, you can do that now. You can pray now or as soon as you're done with the episode, God, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to forgive me and to save me. Come into my heart. It's not a certain way to say it. It's not in a certain place or a certain position. It's just that you call, like you pick up a phone and you call someone. You call out to him and tell him you're a sinner and that you need him to save you. And this is where you lay that first foundational block in your faith life. This is where it all begins. And maybe you say, I did that years and years ago. Well, go back to that point with me. Think back 
to the time that you accepted Jesus Christ. And when you laid that chief cornerstone in your faith life, how have you built since? Maybe you've built tremendously. Maybe you've built and it needs a little remodeling. You know, houses as we build, sometimes they need a little attention, right? We build them in weather and storms and life comes just as in our parable we talked about with the, the river, the rain, the wind blowing. Maybe that's happened in your life and you need to maybe do a little remodeling to it. You need to build it back fresh again. So as we go into our episode next, we're going to be looking at this idea of surrender and how it's a call to full allegiance to Jesus Christ and what that looks like in our lives today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.